0: Have you checked out the PTSD Wives Handbook? This book is for the wife whose spouse has survived trauma and is now navigating through mood swings, flashbacks, and mishandled emotions. PTSD can create a toxic home environment and cause a divide in the closest and most meaningful relationships. As a caretaker, the PTSD wife is finding herself at the receiving end of anger, aggression, and constant negativity. This can create a personal, mental, and spiritual health crisis for her. In this book, Coach Leah uncovers the hidden wounds of trauma and the effects that it can have on your relationship. Based on biblical principles, she teaches you the tools and resources that are needed to handle stressful situations and to seek help from the Lord and foster a deeper relationship with Him. By reading this book and putting the principles into action, You're gonna learn how to take control of your life and grab hold of the power that lies within. Grab your copy of the PTSD Wives Handbook today by clicking the link in the show notes. Now, back to the show. Can I just tell you how good God is? I'm having a mommy moment, y'all. Okay, come on in, it's testimony time. My name is Leah Huggins. I'm a wife, a mother, and a proud U.S. Navy veteran. After two tours to Iraq, My husband was diagnosed with PTSD. My world spiraled out of control as fear, anxiety, doubt, and depression took over. I gave my life to Christ, took on a new mindset, and let go of the negativity of my past. I now help wives to find healing, encouragement, and strategy to overcome the effects of PTSD on their daily lives and in their marriage. So come on in and let's talk about it. Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD. This is the place where we empower women to support their spouse through PTSD without losing themselves in the process. I'm your host, Coach Leah, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. I miss you guys. (laughs) it's been so long. There is so much that happened in my life over this summer break, and I just could not wait to get back to talk to you guys. All right. So To begin with, let me just say, I was at a point where I just really needed a break. I needed some downtime because I was just at a point where I began to feel burned out. I was overwhelmed with everything I had going on and everything seemed to be happening at the same time. All right. I was going to really try to push through and make all these deadlines that I have. And then it occurred to me like you set the deadlines, girl, (laughs) okay? All these deadlines are self-imposed. Like it really dawned on me that there are some things that I could control in this life. And I saw all the pressure I was putting on myself and the Holy Spirit just told me, go sit down somewhere, (laughs) okay? He said, you can pick this stuff later after you've been refreshed. So that's exactly what I did. I took a break from recording episodes and working on my business. And I just really took time to focus on my family, especially my marriage, you know, and I reconnected with some friends and I even met some new people. And I just took the time to focus on myself and really do the work on me. I prayed a lot, (laughs) I did some self reflection, I journaled a lot, and I did a ton of reading. All right. Now, Let me tell you, taking a break was not easy. Not for me. I had to purpose in my mind that I was not going to do any work. And I realized how hard that was for me. All right. I had to shift my mindset. And since I made the announcement that I wasn't going to work, my husband made sure (laughs) he made sure that I was going to stick to that promise. Okay. So my daughter graduated from high school. Yay! (laughs) That is a testimony all by itself, all right? Let me tell (laughs) y'all. You know how when you're younger, your parents say, ooh, when you get kids, I hope you have one just like you so you can see everything that I had to go through. (laughs) Let me tell y'all, she is that one, okay? (laughs) We have seven kids between my husband and myself and I pushed three of them out, all right? She's the baby of the bunch. But let me just tell y'all, this is the one that kept me praying the most. All right. I want to say I blame her, but I don't blame her, but I give her the credit for bringing me closer to Jesus. Okay. (laughs) This is the one that kept me praying. All right. My daughter is me to the 12 power. Totally. (laughs) She's got my personality, she's bubbly, she's outgoing. You know, she's the type that never meets a stranger because she's a real people person and she's a natural born leader. But on the other side of that, you know, she's got her daddy's temperament, okay? Notice I take the credit for all the good stuff. But she she don't play. She don't play about her family. She doesn't play about her brothers. She does not play about her mama for sure. She is a protector and she doesn't like anybody talking to her mom in the store. (laughs) And Lord, don't let them look at me funny. Now, she'll notice it, but I won't notice it. She'll see them. Uh, But she's just like her dad in a tiny little girl body. (laughs) So when she was little, she would stay in trouble just all the time doing kid stuff. You know, the teachers all had me on speed dial because every year it was the same thing. She was talking in class. She wasn't doing her work. You know, instead of doing her work, she would be writing the lyrics to a Taylor Swift song. (laughs) So... There was one year in summer camp when she got in trouble because she gave the command and all the girls at the same time jumped on this little boy. Okay, and she got in trouble for being the ringleader. (laughs) This girl stayed in some trouble and. Of course, you know, everything that kids do on the outside of the house reflects on the parents. All right. So I was feeling the heat a little bit. (laughs) I felt a little bit of mommy guilt and mommy shame, you know. And then also as a military spouse, there was a lot of times that my husband wasn't there physically to be able to deal with it. You know, so a lot of it fell on me. And that's because, you know, there's only so much that he can do from a distance. He's a great dad. (laughs) So. It finally got bad enough to the point where I just didn't know what to do with her. Okay, this is when I was fairly new to my faith and I was just learning how to apply it to my life. And I began to pray and I asked the Lord for help. Like, what am I supposed to do? She's out of control. I don't know what to do, Lord. Tell me (laughs) so. I eventually heard the Lord speak back to me. And what he told me, what he showed me is that everything that I have been struggling with her about, those were all the things that I struggle within myself about. All right. She was a mess because I was a mess. <laughs> okay. He showed me that there were some things that I needed to work on within myself. And there was some maturing that I had to do and some development that I had to do. Because guess what? I'm a pattern for her. The things that she sees me do, she's going to do those same things. She's going to take after me. I learned that because I'm a pattern that I need to be showing her the right thing to do so she can walk in the right way in that pattern and not in the wrong one. The Bible says we're supposed to train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. You know, you can train up a child in the right way and you can also train them up in the wrong way. And that's what they're going to go with because that's what they learned from you. So you make the choice. Which way are you going to train them up? So I began this journey to work on myself and I asked my leaders, what could I do about the problems that I was having with her? And one thing they told me, which stuck with me. Was that she needed to be with me wherever I go. This goes back to being a pattern. She needs to see me move. She needs to know, you know, how I do things, especially as a Christian woman and doing this thing called life. You know, this all goes back, like I said, to be in a pattern. She needed to pick up on my mannerisms. She needed to pick up on my routine. She needed to see me at work and at play and in worship. And even as a wife, so she can begin to develop those things within herself. And that's what I did. People always tell us when they see us together, you know, about how fun we are and how close we are and how we have such a good relationship. And that's because of that advice that I got to keep her close to me to become the pattern that I wanted her to see and to model herself after. But that took work, y'all. It wasn't easy. (laughs) It was a lot of work. You know, I guess you could say she was my accountability partner, you know, without even knowing it, because as I said before, the Lord told me that if I was going to change her, I had to change me. And thank God that I journal because, you know, that's really a way for me to go back and see my journey and what I was struggling with at the time, you know, and all the prayers that God has answered for me. You know, I went back and I found the journal that I was keeping back in those days. And here's what I found. I wrote down what I heard the Holy Spirit say. Okay. This is what he said. His exact instructions were, give her to me, Teach her about me. Show her who I am through your eyes. He said that because I'm the example, she's going to see how applying the scriptures to different situations have worked in my life as a believer. And he also showed me 2 Timothy chapter 3, where it says that all scripture is useful for teaching, for rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So basically he was saying, use the word. She's got to know the word, not just the dance, not just the praise breaks. He said, she needs an understanding. The word is going to lead to understanding and the understanding will lead to relationship with him, her own personal relationship. And that relationship will lead to a changed heart and a changed heart will lead to change behavior. It's all connected. He said, it starts with me. I am the example. He said, look to me and as I lead you, you lead her. And let me read this part directly from my journal. Here's what it says. It says, our relationship is critical. This is the Lord talking. Our relationship is critical, but you can't keep leaving me. Be hot or be cold, not lukewarm. He said, your pastor is my mouthpiece. He's your prophet. Stop looking to him to tell you what to do. Look to me. I will speak to you and guide you. Call on me and I will answer and tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. That's a scripture from Jeremiah 33 um, and the third verse. He said, everything I say to you is going to have a scripture to back it up. Research it and get understanding of what I'm telling you. We have to be in tune with one another. Your ear and your heart must be tuned into my voice. No more middleman. All right. Your family needs you and I need them. Bring them to me and start now. He said, I'm gonna tell you the things that you need to work on. Search the scripture, then search your heart earnestly and apply it to your life. And I'll show you how to do that. Don't be afraid, stand firm on my word and have faith. You gotta put your trust in me. I am with you. Be strong and courageous. Meditate on my word day and night and be careful to do everything in it. And then you will be prosperous and successful, okay? That's from Joshua 1. Every time the Lord speaks to me, (laughs) he speaks to me in scriptures. Okay. There's usually a scripture to go along with everything that he said. So if it's not a scripture, then it's usually a song and the song will point to a scripture or a Bible story. Either way, all roads point back to the word. (laughs) Okay. He said his word will not return to him void and it's going to accomplish what he set out for it to do. Okay. All right. So by this time, uh, my daughter was in the eighth grade and she was in public school. Which is a story within itself, but you know, I won't get into that now. (laughs) What I will say is that I followed God and His instructions to give her to Him. And I pulled her out of public school and put her in a private Christian school. And that was one of the best things that I could have done for her. Now, I got to be honest, okay, it wasn't all skittles and rainbows, okay, especially at first. You know, it was difficult because we had to change her mind. We had to change her way of thinking and she had to adjust. All right. Um, but maybe after the first two years or so, she came to the point where she really enjoyed school. She really connected with her teachers and she started enjoying what she was learning. You know, she would come back and she would try to test our pastor to see if he knew what she had just learned in her religion class. <laughs> so now I have always been a singer. I have always been in the choir at church or you know, even the choirs at school. Um, I've always been a singer. And so because I'm singing all the time, my kids picked it up. So we're always singing together. We could have been a choir of our own. Okay. We're in the car singing, we we sing about everything. <laughs> so at church, I am one of the worship leaders. And eventually my daughter got in the choir with me. And so did my son. Um, But uh, we're talking about my daughter now. She got into the choir with me and she got into the praise team and she ended up teaching herself how to play the piano. And she eventually became the church musician. And it's so funny because, you know, once I began to put all the pieces together, I began to see that she did, in fact, have her own relationship with God, you know, much like her mama, (laughs) her life revolved around music. And although sometimes I wasn't very happy with her music choices, okay, but the majority of the times she would be listening to worship and to gospel And she eventually showed me new artists that I really ended up liking. You know, they were really good. I began to see that, you know, worship really did become her lifestyle. All right. And I watched that she turned all her friends on to her favorite music and they would all be singing along and I would walk in and they would be on the phone and they they having a whole concert (laughs) listening to gospel music. And I thought it was wonderful. You know, I started calling her a mini evangelist because she would always be talking to her friends about God and inviting them to church. And they would be reading the Bible and having these deep, teenage conversations <laughs> you know about about what the word says and about God and about church all right now i feel the urge to tell y'all okay she was not perfect <laughs> she still gets on my nerves she didn't clean her room she drove me crazy she still drives me crazy okay but it's obvious to look at her and see what God has done in her life all right she graduated from high school and guess what we didn't have no babies Okay. I never had to pick her up from jail. I never saw her drunk or high on anything. All right. One day she told me her testimony and she said that all of her friends that she had in public school, they were either dead or in jail or having a bunch of kids. All right. And she made it through high school without any of that. Okay. So let me give a 10 second praise break. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I know for a fact I know for a fact that this was God working in her life, all right? Now, he told me that all the things I was complaining to him about With her, you know, like her getting in trouble for talking so much and for being a ringleader and always having to be the center of attention. He said those were the very things that she was going to use to draw people to the kingdom. And he said, You don't know how many people she's going to lead to me just by being herself. And I've seen her do that. All right. And I've seen her get her friends curious about church. And it's only because she's excited about it, (laughs) all right? So my daughter has graduated and now she's joined the US Air Force, okay? And I'm so proud of her. And I know that because of her foundation, she's gonna carry that with her the rest of her life. And I speak over her that she'll continue to be a light and the salt of the earth and draw others to Christ because of her own convictions and what she's learned as a child coming up. All right. And that's going to be her testimony. Amen. Amen. (laughs) So why did I give this testimony? Why did I feel that this was important enough to share with you? You know, I don't know. I just felt led to share. (laughs) Okay, Celebrate with those that celebrate. I know that there's somebody that's going through with their children right now. Okay, I just want to encourage you. All right. They're not a problem child they're becoming what God has called them to be, okay? If motherhood was easy, then anybody could do it. But God chose you. And because he called you to it, he's gonna equip you with everything you need to accomplish what he has set out for you to accomplish, okay? As parents, we are the example, Children are sponges and they take on our mannerisms and our personality traits. You know, they don't just look like us. They become a mini version of who we present to them and they can easily become their environment. It's up to us to decide what that environment is going to look like. The Bible describes children as a gift from the Lord. And he says that they're like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So think about it. An arrow is only as effective as the skill of the warrior who's holding it. An arrow is going to go wherever you point it. A skilled warrior knows their weapon and they know how to use it well. And if they made the weapon, they shape it to fulfill a certain purpose. They form the weapon to go a certain distance and for certain purposes, right? Come on, Marvel fans. Okay, Hawkeye. (laughs) Hawkeye has an arrow for everything. All right. Some of them explode, some of them electrocute or they short circuit the enemy systems. You know, some of them have a wire on it so he can glide from one place to another. All right. Each arrow had a purpose and a function and he knew how to use it. Okay. And if you know Hawkeye, he don't miss. Okay. (laughs) That's why they call him Hawkeye. (laughs) All right. Now I can talk superheroes all day, you know, so I don't want to get sidetracked. (laughs) But today I just wanted to encourage parents. You know, I just want to let you know that it's not over for your child. And although the world may have counted them out, don't you give up on them. You never know what God has planned for them. It doesn't appear yet what they will become or who they're going to touch or the lives that they're going to change. All right. You got to hold fast to God and put them in his hands and ask him what his plan is for them and what your role is to be in that plan. You got to ask him what you need to work on within yourself in order to bring about the change that's needed for them. All right. What habit do you need to break? What habit do you need to start? All right. Ask God for strategy. You know, what's going to work for your child, for that child in particular, because, you know, every child is an individual and it may be something different for each of them. All right. And then I want you to study, study, study. Okay. The answers are always going to be in the word. You just have to know what to look for. God is always going to speak to you through your situations. Okay, the things that you struggle with, those could be the very things that bless you. So you got to use them as a starting point to get closer to God. All right. Your struggle may be just what he needs to get your attention, to bring you closer to him, to lean on him and to learn more from him. So now my husband and I are in this new phase of our relationship, okay? We're empty nesters, all right? We spent the last 20-something years with at least one child in the house, (laughs) continuously with us, all right? But now for the first time, we have all the children out of the house and we are in this new season, all right? We started dating once again. Uh, We're learning each other. Because one thing is for sure, we are not who we were 22 years ago when we first met. Well, it's actually 23 years ago now, You know, when we first met, we're intentional about spending time with one another and also giving each other space for what I call me time. Okay. In these last few months, we traveled more and dated more and made more plans for the future. You know, like he says, this is our time and we have to be intentional about loving one another more and more each day. He's always teaching me some things that I never knew. It got me trying stuff that I would never try. He's on this health kick and some of this stuff that he does. like one time we tried doing um coconut oil. he had me rinsing my mouth out with coconut oil. I almost threw that stuff up. It was terrible. but anyway, <laughs> he's got me trying all this new stuff and I actually I'm so excited, you know, it's stuff that I' would never would have done on my own. so, I'm learning some things about being a wife and some things about just being me. You know, I'm more aware of the time that I spend working on my personal projects. I realize that I have to pour in as much to him as I do into my ministry. All right. My first ministry has to be to my home and to my husband, to my family. So we're taking time out now to date and we went X throwing y'all. I didn't even know that was a thing. (laughs) but we did it and we had a ball and I'm pretty good at it too. Okay. Um, At least I think I am. But what we've learned is that it's important to connect with your spouse and make sure that you're not just lovers, but that you're friends as well, all right? You want to like them, (laughs) okay? Because eventually the children are going to grow up and they're going to leave the house and then it'll be just the two of you looking at each other, okay? And you better like each other (laughs) by then, all right? Learn how to love on your spouse and even fall in love with them again, all right? So here's to new beginnings, y'all. So during my break, there was so much that I learned and that I saw, and I just, as I said, I couldn't wait to get back and share it with you, all right? So you guys stay tuned. (laughs) We're taking the show to the next level and I'm finding more ways to serve you as a community, all right? So as always, I want you guys to stay in touch, okay? You can find me on social media. Oh, and guess what? We now have a group page on Facebook. You can check us out at Marriage, Motherhood, and PTSD join the group and join the conversation. All right. I love to hear from you. Send me your stories and your testimonies and ask me anything. Okay. We'll even answer your questions on the show. All right. And have you checked out the PTSD wives handbook? If you haven't, you need to, it's going to bless you real good sis. All right. You can find a link in the show notes, or you can even order it on Amazon. All right. Well, you guys, that is my time for now. As always, I want you to be encouraged, be empowered, and be blessed. Peace, y'all.